Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one toward the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast on wearecalvin.com. I'm Damien Donoghue, and we're going to be looking forward to the Ulster Club Senior Final, where Calvin Gales are taking on Schlock Neil. Um, we'll be discussing a couple of appointments in the managerial uh, circle for Calvin teams for 2018. So, um, busy, busy enough we show. We're looking back. We, we um, had the All Stars Award since we were last with us, so we'll maybe throw a brief eye over the All Stars and maybe the Players of the Year um, at the at the five different grades. So, delighted to be joined by Paul Fitzpatrick from the Anglo Celt. Um, I suppose Paul, we'll start off with the main story: Calvin Gales in the Ulster final. Great day for Calvin football. Ah, it's mighty. It's it's great just not just for the Gales, but it's great for every club in the county really because. If Cavan Gales can win this Ulster title, it's going to give the whole thing a massive lift. Even if if Cavan Gales can give a very good account to themselves against Shot Neil, it's going to have all the other teams in the county saying, "Look, we can do this too." Because the likes of the Rammers and the Kingscourts and all the other top senior clubs, Castrahan, will be looking yeah. at thinking that they're not that far off the Gales. Even though the Gales did win the championship emphatically this year, to be fair, but uh, I think it, it's it's long overdue a Cavan team in the final. Of that long overdue. It's twenty two years, and there is a lot of doom and gloom about. Club football in Cavan, so it's great to see it. We thought the the changes in structures would make the intermediate and junior in particular stronger when they go into Ulster, but it's great to see the Gales leading the way in the senior now for this year. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, it's it's quite interesting. Nobody anticipated it to be that it would have an effect on that end, and maybe we don't know if if it has or it hasn't. But the the beautiful thing about this this Gale story so far. They've gone an entire season to date without losing a single game. They've they've produced some phenomenal records that you were telling me off air, some of the goal scoring records that they, they have um so far this year. Really impressive. But what's what's amazing too, and, and we've had this conversation before about what Paul Brady done in handball, is that to be the first to do something, to to, to be the 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 trail setter you know these Cavan Gales lads have have made it to an Ulster final now so they're going to get the experience of it they've, they've really set a path out that other clubs within Cavan and their own club obviously can follow in the future oh yeah like they're, they're setting a new a new tradition there in a way like um you mentioned Paul Brady when you're gone from the top even for a short time you kind of get forget, forgotten about and mm. I never saw so little talk about Cavan Gales in my time following football as there was last year we'll say yeah. last year they hadn't won the championship last year and weren't going particularly well in the league and things like that and suddenly people just weren't even talking about Cavan Gales this year they came back with a vengeance they sort of bottomed out last year but you know looking back at it it's it's a year and, and three weeks since they went into the relegation playoffs last year in Cavan and the warning sign should have been there they scored 8 goals against then they scored 8-17 that day I think it might have been uh, 10th of October something like that last year I wrote about it this week in the Celt and that was a sign of the goal threat that Cavan Gales had and coming into this year you've got players who can score goals you've got go- you've got Sean Johnson you've got Paul O'Connor who's a brilliant goal scorer you've mm-hmm. Martin Dunn I remember Mark Gillick when he was selected with Cavan Gales and we were talking about the best goal scorers in the county and Martin Dunn was up and coming at that stage he says to me 
uh, Martin Dunn regularly scores 10 or 12 goals a season for the Gales he said there's, there's not much talk about him as a goal scorer mm. now, he hasn't been bagging a lot of goals this year but he's a great goal scorer O'Connor of course got the hat trick the last day so th- there's goals in their, in their team they've scored add, add into the mix the fact that they've got Cavan's greatest goal scorer over them and surely that's something <laughs> yeah, and Paul yeah, O'Connor right. talked about it to you after the game last Sunday how that's what Jason is bringing to it like this, he, they know how to engineer goals I've given it a lot of thought since and I wonder if you said to Jason O'Reilly how do you engineer a goal what's your philosophy on scoring goals I don't know would Jason be able to tell you because sometimes a player that's so instinctive can't can't uh, put it into words it. yeah it's hard to verbalise something that comes so instinctively it's actually funny you bring up this point because it's a great time to bring in um, an interview that i done with Michael Ling a little bit earlier on in the week and, and, and we discuss actually goal scoring on the Calvin Gales team So I'm delighted to be joined by Cavan Gales captain Michal Ling ahead of the Ulster Senior Club uh, final this Sunday in Armagh. I suppose it's 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 an absolutely wonderful experience to be looking forward to to such a big day in the club. Yeah, possibly the biggest day in 40 years, um, and a big day for Cavan clubs as well. In the first senior club in nearly 25 years to be there. Yeah, you you look at the last number of years. Cavan Gales been so successful. There's nearly begrudgery over it in in the past. But you were saying before we we, we started recording that there's a huge amount of goodwill out there for Cavan Gales this week. Yeah, ever since getting back into school, staff members have been coming up saying that they'll be there supporting us. People in the community, people back home, friends and family, all mad to be there. Yeah, and I suppose you're around Bill Torben in St Brickens where, where you're where you're working. It's it's mad into football. You've Drumlane, you have obviously Bill Torben, Butler's Bridge kids coming around, and they're looking up to you and thinking we can emulate this someday. Yeah, the the kids are excellent. Most days after a game, they'll be up chatting about it. A good few of them would go to games as well. Their parents will be bringing them, so that's fantastic, and it's a good community out there. Yeah, it definitely is. Personally, you missed the first semi-final. Will you come on for a few minutes just to rescue the day? Then second semi-final, you you played a bit more of a part. How's the injury looking? The injury's looking good, thank God. Uh, I needed it probably about ten days from the day I hurt it. So by the time this game comes around, I'll be around seventeen, eighteen days. So should be all good to go if Jason picks me. <laughs> if you're lucky enough, I think um, there was Declan Meehan. I suppose picked up a wee bit of an injury, but Jason tells us all right. So looking at it now, Levi's back. There's unbelievable competition for places. Yeah, there's good competition where we'll be setting up a team to, to put in a performance on Sunday and Jason's got nearly a full deck to pick from. And I suppose when you, you knowing you, you watch a lot of football, you watch Slough Neal against Kilcar, I'm sure, the Saturday night before your first semi-final, they're going to go all-out attack. You definitely don't know how to do it, and else are not out attack, or definitely this year you're playing very attacking football. Do you anticipate high-scoring game? Um. I don't know, I think it'll be cagey, it's a final as well, so we'll be going out there to really put in a performance ourselves. We know how good Schlott and Neil are, and how good they are keeping the ball, and they can keep the ball for two, three minutes, but we can do that in a county final as well, we're well fit to keep the ball for two, three minute periods, and I don't know if it'll be high scoring, but if there's goals in it, that could be a big thing. Yeah, definitely goals, goals win games. I think I was looking in ten championship games so far this year. You've scored fifteen goals as a as a team. Jason obviously was renowned for goal scoring, but are his training set up to try and get goals? Because it seems to be something that even in the Love Derrick game, while you didn't score a huge amount of goals, you should have scored an awful lot. You created the chances. Yeah, uh, trainings are set up that there is a lot of scoring done, be it goals or points. But it's not something that we've actively gone with. I think we're just blessed that we have forwards that can 
create these chances and take them. Like you've Martin and Shawnee and them boys there, they'll get goals if they're playing on any team. Yeah, definitely. When when you look at you speak about the forwards, Paul O'Connor obviously stepped up the last day, put in a, a massive performance. He gave kind of a different option, the the long high ball in, whereas maybe Martin Dunn prefers the the low pass in out in front that he can he can win and turn very quick. So it's it's nearly looking Slot Neil, I'm sure, looking at this thinking there's there's a lot of different threats in the Calvin Gill's attack. And that's a bonus because if one of them threats gets shut down, which can happen, then you've got plan B to go to a different style of play. And kind of Paul came up good the last day, the day before that. Donny come up the day before that. Sean, he probably come up. He come up last day. It's other by step up. Niall Smith in the county finals had a great first half. People step up to the play when other options are shut down. Yeah, I suppose just quickly looking back, you've been playing for the Gales now, senior team probably 15, 16 years roughly. And some of the teams would have been set around Cavan, possibly up with the greatest teams at club level that Cavan have ever produced. Where would this team rank having reached this Ulster final now? Uh, before the county final, I was talking to another journalist in the Celt. And I said, in a few years' time, people will look back on this team and they'll see how good it is. Because it wasn't really rated. Mm. But I think it's it's, it's top-notch. Two back-to-back wins in Ulster, the first time we'd done it. We'd great teams in the noughties, and we didn't manage that. So, listen, if we put a performance in Sunday and get the result that we want, it'll go down as probably the greatest team ever for our club. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. We look at very best of luck, Michal. Thanks a million for taking the time to talk to us. Looking for somewhere for a post-match point? To catch up on the crack and discuss the game? Why not call into Michael Mooney at the Sleeve Rossa Bar, College Street in Cavan Town. The Sleeve Ross is famed for its warm, friendly atmosphere and great points. So drop into Michael and staff today. You won't be disappointed. Yeah, so that was Cavan Gale's captain, Michael Ling. And the point there about goal scoring, um, you know, while he, he, he's not saying that they they are told go out and get goals, go out and get goals. In the training, it's it's repetitively done. It seems to be done all the time that a lot of the drills are scoring drills and if the goal opportunity is there, you go for the goal. So while, and it's funny, I was having a discussion with another coach from Cavan about you know how Jason's philosophy on, on football and his tactics. And I was kind of saying his tactics aren't that evident other than he it is an attacking form. He he wants players to go forward. You see that from Barry Fortune getting the goal against um, Derry Gonley at the weekend. Kevin Meehan coming from cornerback, scoring two points. Unfortunate not to score a goal on top of that. So it is it is an attacking form, but it's obviously that it's it's repetitive coaching. It's the fact that he's all the time coaching the attacking style of the game, and therefore they've become a real attacking threat. Yeah, yeah. Well. Uh, uh Someone once said to me that a team will always bear the characteristics of its manager. And you can see that. It's no surprise that, that the way this Calvin Gales team have been racking up the goals. Like Obviously, there's a lot more to this game than, than the goals. Will they, won't, won't they? How many will they get? Mm. And you've the, the other thing that's hanging over it is Slotnil have had 14 clean sheets in the this last 16 a, games. That's the, unbelievable. Unbelievable record. And the other two games, they conceded one. It wasn't like they had a, a bad day. Um, one of the games where they conceded one they won the game handy and the other was the All-Ireland final they were down to 14 men yeah. and that, that goal cost them they lost the final by two points so goals I suppose is, is where it starts and probably where it finishes in terms of analysing this game there's going to be a lot more in between but when you go break it down to the very bottom line I think the handicap is six points I think if Cavan Gills get a goal 
they'll certainly beat the handicap and I think if they get two goals they're right there we'll probably win the game so that's a big if but you'd wonder can Stottenhill keep doing it like again it comes back to you have a very wide sample of games to, to judge how good Slotnil are does it mean that they're due to dip a little bit will mm-hmm. they not reach their usual level I think if Slotnil play to their absolute best the way they did against Kilcar especially in the second half I think they'll win I think if they, if they dip a little bit and Cavan Gales play to their best probably the way we saw them play against Love Jarg only take some more of those chances in front of goals I think Cavan Gales will be right there um, mm. They'll win it, I think, if if Shotnail, if they play their best, and Shotnail maybe don't. So it's it's a very intriguing game. I think the odds possibly a little bit harsh on the Gales. Like you can get nine to two on Calvin Gales in some places. It yeah. sounds like a lot. It's just they, they didn't tear up any trees against Derry Gonley and like the, I think they did get a bit of luck there last week. Like a few of the goals, a couple of the goals were were point attempts that dropped short, and yeah. that that's instructive in itself because we were making a point that the Gales don't have too many players to kick long range points I watched the highlights of the game back on TG Carr some of Derry Gonley's point taking was, was top class I didn't realise at the time how good it was well the one that put Derry Gonley in front by Ryan Jones was, was he must have been 55 yards yeah. 50-55 yards it, it was, was phenomenal it was phenomenal so <coughs> Sean Johnson can score from the corner flag as we know yeah and Martin Dunn <laughs> and Martin Dunn like they're deadly accurate but I don't know if the, if they have too many players that can score from 50 yards so I know you were making the point to be shot Neil playing man to man but it's hard to get through that that, that man to man. as well like they're great yeah. man markers so the Gales are going to have to take their chances that goes without saying but they probably are going to need a goal or two because they're they're not going to be able to sit back and pop long range efforts over the bar like even at the end of the game the last day Johnson had a free which would have levelled it it was inside the 45 fairly straight in front of the goals and he didn't. I know it was near the end of the game. Maybe he's a bit tired, but he didn't have the distance to get it over. And it was very close, and it was on target. If he had mm. an extra three or four yards on it, yeah. But dropped into the square. So I, I'd worry about that from that point of view. That if if the goals aren't on, where are the guys going to get their their scores? But um, Mickey Ling might be back in the team. A player who can engineer a lot. Yeah. Well, he's 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 fit and available, as he said during the interview there. So. Um, you'd, you'd imagine then it, it creates the headache uh, for Jason O'Reilly and, and actually I spoke about that headache with Jason a little bit earlier on So delighted to be joined by the Cavan Gales manager Jason O'Reilly ahead of an Ulster club final going back maybe this time last year you were being appointed Cavan Gales manager did you foresee this happening? No, definitely didn't. Uh, I suppose it was uh, going in and I suppose getting the right fellas around me and like with Chesty and uh, with Carl, that was the first thing. So I'd, at least I had time on my side for that and then it was about getting the fellas right and then, you know, getting to know them better and that. And here we approached every game as it came and yes, championship was the goal, but here we wanted the fellas to express themselves and then start and enjoy football and that. And here, that's what they've done. Uh, we're going into Ulster now here as a different kettle of fish but uh, uh, I said it all along that we, we'll win Ulster if we get to the final and like uh, the fellas have believed in that all along and here it's going the right direction and here we're one game away from doing achieving that Yeah, and it would be a phenomenal achievement I, I suppose one thing that you just pointed out there and, and obviously knowing a good few of the players enjoyment is something that's really in the group I, I heard an interview with Shawnee Johnson on Off the Ball on the Monday morning and, and he was full of laughter, full of enjoyment. You've seen the photographs of the group afterwards. It's all smiles. It, it seems to be really a, a journey you're all enjoying. 
Yeah, when you're happy playing football, you'll you'll excel, you know, and fellas are doing that, you know, and that's even with the subs and all, and fellas who aren't even on the first 30, they're enjoying it and enjoying going to training and that, and they have to go to gym sessions and that, but they enjoy the programme there to do and that, and here they're enjoying that, and then out in the field, it's about expressing themselves, I always say, go out and enjoy it, it's one of the last things you would say to the fellas, just go out and enjoy it. It and yeah, give it your best shot and here if it doesn't work today it might work the next day Yeah so looking back on, on the semi-finals an unbelievable Titanic battle the first day honesty coming out it was, it was a very poor game a poor display by Calvin Gales but the second day was probably one of the best games of football I've seen in, in an awful long time I suppose from a neutral as neutral as I was trying to be on the radio for it but from, from a sideline point of view your heart must have been just up and down yeah, I think it took about till Wednesday to get my heart rate back down. Uh, the week before, the uh, heart monitor on me, I tell you. <laughs> I was born in calories for me, not playing at all. But no, uh, here, the first day, anything that could have went wrong nearly went wrong for us. Uh, again, we probably had a chance at the end to, to win it in normal time and the same in injury time. Uh, hand to heart, probably if they had a free taker, they probably would have won it, you know. And here, Derry Connolly, no bad side. And same last Sunday, the push pin of the collar, and it was just kind of dog eat dog. And uh, we, we, we just got over the line and just about. Yeah, the, the, maybe the freedom that you're giving the players has, has really shone through. Kevin Meehan came up, got two points, possibly. Could have scored another. Uh, could have scored a, a goal when he when he got through as well. But Barry Fortune getting that crucial goal. Two defenders willing to come up the field and and having the, the maybe confidence that they're not going to get barked at by going up the field really helps Cavan Gales. Yeah, here. Uh like I said any of the backs you'll know when to go and when not to go and that and make sure there's cover there when you do go so they're all kind of uh, I suppose uh, communicating in that direction that if a fella does go that there's a fella dropping or keep an eye in the backs you know yes I suppose Terry Gunley scored I think it was 2.15 the last day you know win any game Um, we have to tighten up that on Sunday and that but with the fellas going forward and that when they do go forward I want them to be clinical whether it's a ball go dead or um, a score that I just wanted to be clinical you know yeah definitely looking forward to this weekend obviously Schlockneil reigning Ulster champions having won two out of the last three Ulster championships as well so they're, they're I suppose past masters but Cavan Gales have experience of playing them they started their Ulster journey against Cavan Gales and it was a very very narrow victory up in Known Beg so Cavan Gales have that experience of playing these Slock Neil boys and, and I suppose there's, there's very little pressure on Cavan Gales it's all focused on, on the reigning Ulster champion Slock Neil yeah, I suppose it is all right. Uh, I suppose we're kind of coming in under the radar and that, and I suppose we're coming in as underdogs. Uh, Slot Neil have been there and uh, been uh, into Crow Park and betting the All Ireland and that, and here they'll be looking at that again this year, and rightly so. You know, uh, I suppose in our own journey, I suppose uh, we're, we're there. So we are, I think, 2014 to played them also, and. Uh, uh, Slot Neil bet them, you know, and uh, things didn't go, I suppose, well the first half and went well for Slot Neil the first half, kind of a game of two halves and that, you know. Uh, so here it'd be interesting to uh, come Sunday, but I know the Gales fellas and that are looking forward to the game and that. Whole pressure's on Slot Neil, so uh, they have it all to lose, and I suppose we're just coming in under the radar. 
Yeah, and I suppose finally, Jason, uh, Levi Murphy, obviously he served his one game suspension. He's back and available. Gives you a, a headache. Mickey Ling wasn't fit to start either semi-final, um, but but come on in the second one. How's the injury list? I've seen Declan Meehan come off as well. Will, will you have a full, clean bill of health for the weekend? Yeah, full bill of health. Uh, a few knocks and bruises and that, but uh, when any final is, no matter if they're on crutches or wheelchairs or plaster Paris, they all will be thrown into the corner on the Friday night and everyone will be fit, you know. So, yeah, we have a full bill of health and uh, here it's just, uh, they've still time on their side and that and I suppose the headache we have is about uh, naming the right team and the right matchups and that yeah well looking I'm sure it'll uh, it'll continue you can you can rest easy Saturday night that your decisions this year so far have been have been 100% hopefully it continues yes thanks David Brady's Arva Limited main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan Longford Leitrim Monaghan Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years a family owned and family run business Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Yeah, so that was Jason O'Reilly. I suppose delighted to be where he's at and, and... you have to take your hat off to him. He's um, he, he's really. I think it's fair to say he's got the best out of this bunch that that was that is available to them. You you couldn't say oh, there's another twenty or thirty percent in that team. You know, I I genuinely think they're playing to fairly close to the top of durability. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say you're right. There's a couple of players I think have a little bit more in them. I think Martin Dunn has a little bit more in him. Yeah. Um, not that he's playing badly. Like he he set up a goal with a brilliant pass last day. Kicked he, a couple of good points. He's still on his day. He's one of the best forwards in the country. Yeah, he is. He yeah. is. Like he's so accurate and he's got that bag of tricks. Like so, uh, if Dunn can up a little bit, mm. that give, that'll give Slot Neil something else to worry about. Um, Sean Johnson, I thought played well the last day. He was quiet in the drawing game, but he has been brilliant all year. Without a doubt, so mm. I think he is getting an awful lot out of them. I thought Paul Graham played very well last week. I'd w- I'd wonder what they have on the bench if if they were to get a couple of injuries or maybe a black card or something like that. I thought Vinnie Coyle played very well when he came in last week. Dara Sexton would possibly start. There might be a rejig. I'd imagine Murphy will come back into the team, mm. but Sexton I'd say will keep his place. Cause he played very well, but yeah. uh, but they don't have massive um, reserves of, of talent on the bench but possibly around the middle toward is where they're, they're lacking Kevin Brady who was an option has gone away for on work or something in college so he's not he's not available and it's that big man in the middle of the field they had to put in Evan Fortune in the middle of the field when Paul Graham got injured last week and I think that that told the story Evan wouldn't naturally be a midfielder but it no, told the story and he's, and he's still a minor as yeah. well so yeah so they don't have uh, a I don't think they have as strong a panel as they had a few years ago. Like Mickey Ling said before the county final, it's the strongest scales panel. Um, but I don't know if it is or not. I remember like maybe around 2009, uh, Cormac Nelligan coming into the team. He wasn't making his place. Like come in for a county final, kick five points, mm. the things like that. They used to have outrageously good players in reserve. Yeah, full. I'm talking about fellas in their late twenties, grown men, like and top class ballers. Like so, they don't have to have that, but. I mean, you could be asking a lot to to say yeah. do, you, do you have county standard players on your bench, but they, they they do have an awful lot of talent on the field. Definitely do, definitely do. Well, look at it's going to be a, a wonderful 
uh, occasion in the Athletic Grounds in Armagh this Sunday. It's live on Northern Sound from 3 o'clock, so tune in to Northern Sound for full live commentary where I'll be joined by Kevin Gales, uh, ex-player and ex-manager Mickey Graham, so it'll be a very biased commentary, I can guarantee you that. <laughs> so we look forward to it, should be a bit of crack. We'll move on, Paul, because um, a couple of things. In this week's Anglo-Celt, you, you reveal that the new under-20s manager for Cavan Football has, has been revealed. Kevin Downs is going to take situ and he's got quite a special uh, backroom team put together. Well, he, ha- he has. He sure has. He's got uh, Marty Clark from Down has come in, which was a great Well, clue. I was talking about Jimmy Higgins. But <laughs> well, Jimmy Higgins, <laughs> Jimmy Higgins, I have definitely think Jimmy Higgins is a great asset and he set up as well. Uh, probably yeah, not as good. Marty at, Clark. They're both, they're both skillful uh, Forty yards, men, as you used to say, <laughs> days of yore. But I think, I think, Marty Clark might just edge it. Possibly, possibly, possibly just better, a little bit better than Jimmy Higgins. No, Jimmy was no slouch either. Jimmy was no slouch. He definitely had the energy. He was one of the cutest players too. Going, I don't mean looks wise. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, uh, I, th- I think, I think Clark. It's a great coup to have it. Like, and it means that that we we saw it last year with the Cavan on the twenty ones that a couple of lads weren't interested in playing on it. Um, I don't think you're going to see that this year. Oh, yeah. It's under twenties, and you're going to see fellas go. Jesus, we've got we've an all star here in our in our backroom team. Yeah. Two thousand ten all star, ex professional. Ah, like I and I think it's a massive it's a massive vote of confidence in that panel that that a player like Marty Clark is or a figure like Marty Clark is is saying I want to make the trek down from Belfast or down or wherever he's living to 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 be involved. I know he's probably wants to. Get experience as well, like, and he wants to boost his own CV. So, look, it's a great, it's but a great thing, isn't it? And in fairness, it's a great thing that the the perception out there, outside of Cavan, is for the likes of Marty Clark. Do you know what? Me going and helping out Cavan on the twenty ones is going to be good experience for me, and that's that's something that maybe in Cavan we don't take note of often enough. That would Marty Clark have gone to Leitrim on the twenties? you know what I mean yeah. not, to, not to give the extreme on it but he obviously has this perception in his head that when Cavan are doing something right I'm going to go and find out what I can find out and see if I can help along this journey and, and better myself in it so I think that's a it's a, it's a coup for Cavan and I think you're after hitting the nail on the head there should be no defectors from the under 20s panel this year on Cavan because you're you're literally going to have the opportunity to work with not only not only Marty Clark but ex-county senior coach for Cavan for London and for Westmead with, with, with Kevin Downs which is a huge huge advantage there for Cavan to have so I think that's I think that's a really good appointment I have to say I think it's one of the best appointments we've made at, at, at underage in a very long time because and I mean no disrespects to, to any of the previous managers that were there and that goes back even to Terry Highland I think Kevin Downs coming into the under-20s job has more experience at coaching at that inter-county level than anybody we've seen taking this job in, in, in the recent history yeah, of Cavan. Without a doubt, without a doubt. I, like, going back before Terry's time, um, the likes of... It used to be the senior managers That's used right. to take over the under-21s. Him, like. him and Coleman had them in enough to find He did well with that team, yeah. as you'd expect from a man like him. But, I, I like, Kevin Downs is... is uh, a very good up and coming coach, without a doubt. Like he's got a great personality for it. He's he's a type of fella that, that gets on well with fellas. I, I used to play a lot of handball with Kevin Lake and he he's he's good crack, he's a good personality, he's an enthusiastic type of individual, like and he's a great sportsman. He's an all rounder himself. Like he yeah. was a far off county standard himself in football and he was a county hoarder and and everything else. So I think and he's got his expertise, he's got the experience. So I think that's that's 
I'm very hopeful that that, that will be uh, a very good partnership for Kevin. Yeah, and we've already uh, given Kevin his due warning that we're going to have him on the podcast in the coming weeks. He, he asked me to give him a wee bit of time, so I will. I'll, I'll give you a call on Monday, so Kevin. <laughs> but uh, looking forward to it. There was two other appointments. Um, the, the New Horland and under-17 managers were, were uh, appointed at the same meeting. Yeah, so John Brady is in with the under seventeen, which is good to see because he deserves it after great run he had with both teams last yeah. year. And Michael Carr as well, Galway man, is in with the Kevin Horders as well. So look, it looks very good. The only the only um, outstanding people to be appointed maybe is in the senior backroom. But from what I hear, uh, there might not be any more appointments there. There was word, word that there was a bit of a search going on, and they were trying to get selectors and other people mm. to fill positions. So that's I think I think I've heard that Aidan McCabe has come in. Um, who who obviously ladies senior manager last year? He's come in with the backroom team for the for this uh, men's seniors as well. So I think I think that that's from what I've heard. And again, this is on official sources. I think the the backroom team is complete for the, for the Cavan seniors. Yeah, well, so. I, I I've heard that they're training really hard. I was talking to one fella um, who was on the panel last year who's not going back in. Um, Bernard Neyman but he, he was saying that they're doing from what he has heard from the, the fellas who are on the panel they're training extremely hard at the minute so yeah, there you well, go I had the privilege of actually seeing the gym facility out in the Cavan Army Barracks that they've set up and I, I think I was saying to you off air if I could join it for 100 quid a month I'd, I'd join it. it it's absolutely state of the art they've, they've taken over the whole hall and they've, they've set up everything that you could possibly need if these lads aren't in good enough condition it's not down to lack of facility anyway no, for them it doesn't put the ball over the bar hey? it doesn't put the ball <laughs> over the bar but we do wish them the, the very very best of luck just moving on very briefly Paul um, since we last done a podcast the, the, the All-Stars were announced I suppose the team is the team and, and we leave it but the players of the year um, suppose starting off at Horland Darren Shorten I don't think there was there was a real contest he, he was absolutely sublime in goals for Cavan this year Yeah I didn't see the Horlands playing to be honest this year at all Kevin Carney is heavily involved in the Horland he generally covers the Horland for, for us in the cell so I didn't get to see them but I know he picked up a Laurie Maher All-Star so I'm, I'm no doubt he was a very deserving winner Yeah he definitely was The minor player of the year it was picked on the club championship and, and Ronan Patterson picked this up ahead of uh, James Smith and Oshin Pearson I think were the other two nominees So, um, but Ronan Patterson in the club championship was, was, was scintillating Yeah brilliant brilliant like in ways he carried Rammer in the final um, scored a great goal he was fantastic it would be very interesting to pick a player of the year on the county minor team yeah. because they, they had five or six outstanding players um, those three that you mentioned and Kia Madden as well would have been very much in the mix so it was Gary O'Rourke as well the goalkeeper wouldn't have been far off it and Rory Corn had a few great games John so Cook he was had a few injured. excellent he had like they, they really did very well actually maybe we'll do that someday on the podcast we'll, we'll, we'll go through maybe the county minor player of the year that could be a good show yeah yeah but I didn't see a whole pile of the minor club championship but Parson I think was was standard player in it yeah Looking at the junior player of the year, the the three nominees were lead on from Drummalee, um and the two Kiernans, not related, but Dylan and Mark, and Mark picked up the nod. And I suppose it it had to be a Ballymacue player. They were just well the better team, the best team in the junior championship. You know, the, the, I don't think there was any arguments there. Yeah, I agree. Like they lost the drum in the group stages, and after that, they won every game relatively comfortably. Put up a, put up some huge scores, and I thought Mark Kiernan was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Thought he was absolutely brilliant, and uh, definitely a player that that should be looked at by the Cavan senior management. I believe he is. Yeah, I'm glad to hear because he's he's young, and he's very athletic. And do you know when they when they do the combine for the NFL, and one of the big tests to do for, for athleticism is a standing jump. 
and they do that with, with seemingly they've got it down to such a fine art that they can they can bring in fourteen year old kids in America like and they can do certain tests and they can nearly tell what what their athletic capability is. And one of the huge things is the stand and jump. It's a sign of athleticism. And right. Mark Hearn has a huge leap. Yeah. He reminds me a bit of Joe Dillon. He's a massive leap. He's brilliant in the air because like, he's not one of these big six foot three no, lads. Like the, the, presenting the award or when we were calling him up and I, I was interviewing him, I, I genuinely thought when he tugged out, I thought he was massive. But he, I'd say he's not much more than six foot. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I'd say he's scraping it. That's yeah. all. But yeah. uh, class player, fully deserved. Definitely intermediate player of the year. Then um, I suppose there was there was a few good contenders, a few close contenders in this one. The, the nominees were Porrick Moore. Damien McIntyre and Niall Clarkin and Niall Clarkin picked up the nod um, you, you know you couldn't you couldn't argue with it I thought Damien McIntyre was excellent though scoring always contributing on the scoreboard from a wing halfback position and probably Porrick Moore up until semi-final stage was the player of the competition yeah. but just the the black cards in the semi-final and then the injury in the final probably saw him out of this one yeah, and possibly cost his team the title in the final when he went off injured um, because there weren't half the team when he wasn't there yeah. in, in the two semi-finals either. But um, no, Moore had a, had a great year. Like, he improved a lot this year. I really led the line very well um, for Ballyhez. I thought he was... He thought he took over the mantle this year as their main forward, more so than Kevin Tierney, who up to the last few years had been their main forward. But two two very good forwards, especially at intermediate level. I thought... Um, uh, McIntyre, the wing back, class, really, really good, great athlete as well, and got up the field, good feet, kicked very important scores. But I thought Niall Clarkin deserved it. Like he lit up from the quarter final stage, he lit up the championship. And I know Fran McPhillips was saying after the final that he, he rolled back the years to his Rally Gales days when he was absolutely ripping it up and tearing up the fences. 21s and minors, yeah. And that's what he, he got his confidence back. And did what he does best. Like he used his pace. He ran at defenders, and he showed he great hard. leadership. In, in the final, the dispossession in front of the stand. Ah, yeah, that's the stuff. That. Legends are made of. Absolutely, like, absolutely brilliant. brilliant. And he kicked a great point from long range in that final when they had gone twenty minutes without scoring as well. So I thought, yeah, I thought he was a fully deserving winner. And I, do you know what? I would have been a bit of a critic of his earlier on in the national league because he wasn't playing particularly well for Cavan. But in hindsight, it was a big ask. To, to, for a young fella to come in on a team that's losing games mm. probably playing better teams than them a new management new setup, the, the Cavan team were struggling you're throwing this lad in handing them a start in jersey and saying okay right you're marking Philly McMahon or you're marking yeah. Colin Boyle or whatever it is so I thought maybe it was a big ask for him it might have been a too big of a jump next year he'll be better for the experience but Definitely. going on what he showed in the Intermediate Championship and the, the athleticism that he has I think he, he could go on and be a real big player for Cavan yeah looking on to the senior then the three nominees were Andy Flanagan um, Kevin Meehan and Shani Johnson while Kevin Meehan and Enna Flanagan were, were both very good I think there was nobody could debate that Shani Johnson was the best player in the senior championship I ah, was without a doubt like, he definitely he he played his best football for a few years like he really wanted to win that 10th medal you could you could see it on him and mm-hmm. you could definitely see it in the final like um, I thought he was exceptionally good in, in all the games really they played in the championship so I thought um and the Flanagan was very good for Castran as well. Like he would, I remember him seeing seeing him playing for Virginia College when he was about fourteen. It's the first time I saw him playing, and he was a forward, yeah, and a really good inside forward. I remember being really excited. This another one that Flanagan's coming along, and he's a bag of tricks. But he's reinvented himself as a defender now, and he's a very good defender, um, and loves to bomb forward, sweeps up, reads the game well. I thought he had a very good year, and won't, won't be far off the Cavan panel either if he's going to commit to it. The funny thing, actually, I was just as you were mentioning the Cavan panel going through and. Uh, I know 
that it might sound a little bit biased that uh, that because well I was involved in the selection for the All Stars and for the Players of the Year as as, uh, as a few others were. But uh, looking through the the junior, intermediate, and senior nominations, from what I've been told, all of the nine sorry eight out of the nine are in on the Calvin panel this uh, year. Rightly so. Like the only thing about the about Enda Flanagan, Dylan Cairn, and Damian McIntyre. Um, Cavan seem to have a lot of that type of player. There's an awful lot of competition for places in that middle Attacking third of the defenders. field. Or, yeah, or sort of defensive wing forward. So yeah. nearly the same role now. But yeah. um, there's a lot of competition in that area. So it'll take an exceptional effort to get in and nail down a place in that area. Like we've seen a lot of those type of players come and go in Cavan. But who's to say one of these lads won't be wearing number five or number seven in Championship next summer? Uh, the other man you mentioned there was who, Damien? The ninth oh, player. Or Kevin Behan. Yeah. So is is Kevin Meehan with the Cavan? Kevin Meehan has been called in. Now obviously the Cavan Gales players haven't gone in as yet. They've they've other things on their mind. But the only player to my knowledge that hasn't been called in is Lee Dunn from Drummelly. Okay. Um on it. So it's uh, it's it's in fairness it's 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 quite an achievement too though that, that all those players like one, two the two two lads from the junior that weren't in Two lads from the intermediate weren't in Porrick and, and Damien and Enda Flanagan and Kevin Meehan weren't in. So you have six out of the nine players weren't county players before championship and now have been called in, which is, I suppose, credit to showing that your performance at club level does affect if you're going to make a county panel. Yeah, I think Kevin Meehan, pound for pound, is one of the best footballers in the county. Like, and he, he played as a forward back in 2011 and was brilliant and... Uh, he he's been absolutely fantastic in this championship. Absolutely brilliant. He was brilliant again against Terry Ter- Ter- the last day. I don't think he's a particular friend of mine because he has me blocked on Twitter. What? <laughs> How could anybody block you <laughs> on Twitter? Two, You're delightfully there's funny. Two, there's two of those three have me blocked on Twitter, and one and one of them's Enda Flanagan, or one of them isn't Enda Flanagan. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. But uh, I think I thought Meehan was class. Uh, really, really good. Like he's he's just everything he does. He uses quality. So and I I think he's. He's uh, a ready-made Cavan senior player. Like definitely get him in there, and I'd, I'd have him. I, I would imagine that if he came in, he got a good run out without injuries. He'd be a starting player. I'd imagine so too. Actually, and the funny thing we talked about Mark Kieran earlier on how he looks to tug out very big. Kevin looks to tug out small, and yet I interviewed him after the game last Sunday, and he's not that small either. He's he he wouldn't be too far off the six foot. I'd say he's five ten, five nine, five ten. So you know, it it just goes to show he's he's uh, he's got a lot of the attributes that you need to be a county oh, footballer. Yeah, and, yeah. and like he was, I remember him playing a brilliant game in the National League over in Sligo. He was on the Cavan team for a while, right. but um, yeah, next time you interview him, tell him to unblock me and tell him about all these lovely. How things do you know? Said. Sorry that you're unblo- that you're blocked. Is is that what the we locked symbol is? No. Uh, oh, it just comes up and says uh, this user has blocked you. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. then nobody's unblocked. Me. Oh, nobody's blocked me yet. <laughs> I'll block you. <laughs> just to level it up, we want to say um, uh, best of luck to the St Pat's Ranafas team. They're taking on St Michael's Enniskillen in the final tomorrow. That's Saturday at one thirty p.m. If you can't make it. Um, go to the We Are Cavan Facebook page where I'll be doing live updates, uh, regular live updates from half one. So um, it should be should be entertaining. Hopefully, Cavan, St Pat's Cavan can can turn this one around and get a, a cup. It'll be great to start off the year with a, with a cup. I think this is the first one on offer this year. Yeah, it's always the first one. So I remember five years ago this week, it actually popped up on the Facebook memories, uh, a piece I wrote five five years ago this week about how Cavan. St Pat's Cavan could end their McCrory Ranafast. <coughs> that was 2012 or sorry McCrory Famine and they had just won the Ranafast. yeah and I was saying like 
this team can win a McCrory and they did thanks be to God they did but it took it was another three years before they did but um, it's hard to believe it's five years since since that evening Ben Connolly with an unbelievable goal that, that night up in Emmy Vale and they were, they were I think they were losing 2-9 to 2-4 with about eight minutes to go and came back and won the game by three points Kia um, <sighs> McManus started to come back Pierre Smith Ryan Connolly had the flu and he kicked a point from the corner flag came alive in the last couple of minutes it was a great night and so hilarious just before we finish up there was a, a hilarious thing happened that day Thomas Edward Donoghue um, was on that panel and uh, so they were they were came back from the dead to win that game about three or four days later they played uh, Thomas Edward and Stephen Smith played in Ulster College's handball final and uh, we, were, we were in the, the handball alley in True which is only two minutes down the road from the, the pitch in Emmyvale and yeah. they played almost CBS as well in that final the same as they did in the football and uh they, were, they came back from the dead. Ted had a very bad flu and um, he was as weak as water but we tried to get the game put off and we couldn't and the game had to go ahead but they came back from the dead. They were dead and buried and they came back and won the handball in a really close game and it was, it was we were all delighted with it but one fellow that was there watching I won't say who it was and he, he goes that's that's the fucking stuff for them. He goes I'll put in the big <laughs> He goes when you, when you have these their own hooers with your foot in their head keep it on their head <laughs> I was thinking, it was just a great week <laughs> it was just a great week beating Tyrone twice in the one week ah, yeah. couldn't can, ask for better ah, the stuff of dreams sick of losing to them so that brings us to the end of this week's McAvoy Super Value GA podcast thanks a million for tuning in and uh, don't forget tomorrow um, Saturday at 1 30 p.m. It will be live updates on the Facebook page on Facebook Live. We are Cavan of the Ranafast final between St. Pat's of Cavan and St. Michael's from Enniskillen. Romar Energy offer the best energy solutions for your home and business. We offer A rated condensing boilers for gas and oil, solar thermal water heating systems, and cost effective systems for generating heat. So if you want us to help you cut your fuel bill by 50%, check out romarenergy.ie. Romar Energy, working towards a greener planet.